Yo, what's up, everybody? Just wanted to let you know that there's about 14 minutes of bad audio in this one. We had a little bit of a meltdown, so we had to sub in some Skype audio over mic audio for about 12 or 14 minutes, but then it goes back to normal and everything's good. All right, peace. Enjoy the case file. Jeffrey Epstein's life seemed like a storybook American dream. Born in Brooklyn, New York in 1953, Epstein seemed to get by with an uncanny head for numbers. He was a college dropout at New York University, but landed a job teaching math at the prestigious Dalton School in New York's Upper East Side. Epstein's rise to untold riches came during the 1980s economic boom. He was able to make millions by managing investments for mega-rich clientele. In 2008, Epstein managed to cut a sweetheart deal with prosecutors when served with a 53-page federal indictment alleging he had spent years preying on underage girls in a seedy, high-profile sex ring operation. At this time, no one is quite sure when Epstein's taste shifted to the perverse. And now, perhaps we'll never know. While in custody awaiting a federal trial for charges of sex trafficking, Jeffrey Epstein apparently ended his own life. With so many questions left unanswered about the case and so many connections to the rich and powerful, you can bet it will be years before the dust settles and the public can get a glimpse of what really happened. This case file joined the theorists as they put together the pieces of a dark and twisted puzzle in The Death of Jeffrey Epstein. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 106, The Mysterious Life and Death of Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Andrew. I'm Dan. Oh, fucked up the flow. Fucked up bad. the flow. You guys fucked up the flow. Andrew, you know you're last. I'm sorry. You know your role. <laughs> sorry. How bad? How Wait hard was until it? Until everyone's talked, how, and then you talk. How hard was it for you to say. Not to say case file 106 pickup sticks. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of oh, that. Oh, really? That's all I could think of. Yeah. I could have said Deadland sticks. Oh, yeah. Oh, why are you going to talk about Deadland A little more fitting. Unfortunately, we. I feel like this topic has been. Kind of have to. Yeah. So, if you haven't been following the news recently, Jeffrey Epstein was rearrested for uh, a sex trafficking. <laughs> Uh, then uh, a couple weeks later, he was discovered unconscious, uh, in his cell and an apparent suicide attempt. And then to, I think absolutely no one's fucking surprise at all. He's now dead. He gone. I, uh, I think of just about (laughs) everyone following this case called that. Yeah, it was, uh, Uh, I think everyone said 
this guy knows too much to stay in the land of the, the living. The internet quickly shifted from raid Area 51 to who's connected to Jeffrey Epstein like overnight. Area 51. Yeah. It's crazy. You hear they're like kind of attributing it to overworked guards. Like it's slipping by them. Overtime. Too much overtime. Too much OT. Overtime. Somebody said like, oh no, it was like, these are really good adjective for it. It was like blistering overtime or something. It was ridiculous. It's just really excessive overtime or something like that. So yeah, this was his fifth overtime shift in a row. Okay. That's, that doesn't mean shit. He could have only worked a half an hour. Overtime. Overtime. The last five days. Like every day, I don't know. Work through half his lunch. So anticlimactic, though, because I'm like, in my brain, I'm thinking like, after he f- tried to kill himself the first time, I'm I'm picturing like Magneto's jail cell in X Men Two. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they've got fucking like smuggling some way of fucking killing this guy. Like somebody comes to visit him with a bunch of fucking shoestrings up his ass or something. You know what I mean? Like something fucking fancy, but yeah. pulled it out of his mouth, just like <laughs> it's like a magician's thing. You know, it just like comes out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right like and then that's just i don't know super disappointing but it's not at the same time because he's dead and he's a piece of shit and he should be dead he should have gone a different way you know after it all he should have taken some people with out. him yeah unless it's already out and he just had nothing left to lose just why rot away in prison when it's like it's already out there you know everything's going to come out so that's true. I don't, That's true. Yeah, I don't know, because you'd think, like, I don't want to, no spoilers or anything like that, but, you know, if it was anything like his first fucking, you know, stint in prison, it really wouldn't be that bad, but. Yeah, it's true. Okay, before we get, yeah, just, before we get too into it, let's, I think we should take it back to who is, like, why is this Jeffrey Epstein guy, like, there's tons of pedophiles all over the world, why is this one worth global attention? Well, I can bring it back to kind of where it started, give you a little background on the guy himself, because, I absolutely had no fucking clue about this guy other than, you know, we kind of touched on him. We kind of touched on him on, uh, on the pizza gate a little bit, but not much. Um, so I had to do a little bit of background digging on this guy and kind of why, like, why was he in the position that he was in? Why was he so fucking rich and all that kind of stuff? And, uh, also, yeah, that's about it. So here, there's a little rundown. Right, yep. Epstein was Bring born on January 20th, 1953. He was raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, in his early 20s, he taught physics and math at uh, Manhattan's elite K-12 Dalton School. Ooh. How pretentious does that sound? Eh? The Dalton <laughs> School. Dalton School. been teaching at the Dalton School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a proud parent of a Dalton child. They got those fucking stickers nah. for sure. To be sure fair, it was a it was a pretty progressive school, and it did have very high power clientele. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen Quite to right, fucking eh? Mr. Dalton over Mr. here. Fucking Maester. Maester Dalton. Maester Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> so while he was teaching at the school, he reportedly tutored uh, Bear Stearns' chairman, Ace Greenberg's son. Um, now, what, what company is Bear Stern? What did they do? This finance company. Dan, oh, you're looking at me, Bear Stearns. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking I'm at. I'm sure they were like a, they were a trading. They were uh, like a stock yeah. It's like man, isn't it a, like an investment bank? Yeah, investment banking. Sounds right. Uh, quick search. They're like uh, is a New York based global investment bank, securities trading and brokerage firm. Right. So b- big finance, top top end finance dudes. Yeah. And so on my first read through this, it, it basically the write up I read said that while he was at this firm, he did really well, rose to fame and power really really quick. Uh, he was made a limited partner and then just randomly decided to leave in 1981 and start his own firm. Um, 
later I was able to find out that he actually left Bear Stearns on not the best terms. It was kind of due to some policy violations and it's all kind of unclear, but sounds like there's some shady shit going off, going on. And, you know, he was behind it. Right. So anyways, he left. Uh, in 1982, he set up Jay Epstein and co. Um, and then like, it was almost like overnight, the guy was a billionaire. Just trading, trading everyone's money, making, making bank. And he, yeah. There, there was a, there was a real crazy stipulation about being able to hire like Jeffrey Epstein and co. Like you had to have, it was like $1 billion yep. at least. $1 billion? Anybody, yeah. If you didn't have assets that totaled, uh, like one billion dollars or more, they wouldn't. They wouldn't work with you. And like the crazy, like they would. They would send a letter. Like he wouldn't trade with anybody. It's like if it were five hundred million dollars, they would send you a letter saying, "No, fuck you." Like fuck off. And like it's crazy too because with these like high stipulations, he it's like the only on record uh, person he had that he worked with was Wes or Les Wex, Wexner. Right. It's the only person publicly that like he publicly has been able to like confirm was a client of his. Yeah. And like, and, and still, this is like super shrouded in mystery, right? Like I was reading it, that Vanity Fair, um, uh, or sorry, not Van, the New Yorker magazine. And some, somebody was saying that it's my belief that Jeff maintains some sort of money management firm, though you won't get a straight answer from him. He once told me that he had 300 people working for him. And also I heard that he manages Rockefeller money, but no one ever knows. It's like looking at the Wizard of Oz. Who said that? Uh, he, they didn't leave his name. He's just a well-known money management person. Behind the scenes quote. Yeah. So basically, like, no one's really exactly sure how Epstein made his money at this time. But he began to, like, spend on the international scale and was known for, like, doing massive, massive uh, donations to uh, set up a foundation and Harvard. Um, he was also the uh, owner of the largest private residence in Manhattan. And the entire, I, he had an entire island. Um, it was called the Island of Little St. James in the U.S. Two Virgin Islands. Two private islands. Two private islands. Jesus. Yeah, two private islands. Uh, in, in addition to his, what is the, like the largest uh, piece of property in Manhattan or that residence, that private residence. He had two private islands, a 100,000 acre ranch in New Mexico, a uh, multi-million dollar home in Palm Beach. And then I believe there's also a home in Paris. It's crazy. Man. That's fucking bananas. So now he's, he's, you know, getting all this wealth and all this power and he's making all these dona donations looking like the billionaire playboy philanthropist, steal it from fucking Iron Man. Um, <laughs> he also emerged as kind of a, you know what? Let's back up a little bit. The worst part about this fucking thing is I was doing research on him and I was reading his Wikipedia and it's like, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, philanthropist, money management guy and convicted sex offender. It's like- <laughs> That should fucking come first. You know what I mean? Like right. once you're a convicted, convicted sex offender, that should be the first fucking thing that comes up on your name. The rest of it should just, just gone. No, you're not. It's over. You're not Iron Man. You're a diddler. And it should be announced to everybody first and foremost. So anyway, sorry to digress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he became a collector of famous and powerful friends. Um, he was well known for footing a travel, uh, a trip to Africa with President Bill Clinton, Kevin Spacey, and... Uh, I forgot his name again. The Rush Hour. Chris dude. Tucker. Chris Tucker. Um, this wasn't the only. No, not Rush Hour. The Fifth Element. Oh, and he's in Rush Hour though. Chief yeah, Suits. Chief Suits. Let's, let's, Chief, let's, Chief remind, let's remind him. Remember him from Fifth Element. Okay. Yeah, right. My bad. Ruby Rod. My bad. Right. 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 So this wasn't the only incident of him getting friendly with Clinton. Uh, the former president 
reportedly took several flights on his private plane between 2002 and 2003. And I guess Gawker has obtained all his flight, the flight records, and he's been shown to have been on this plane at least 11 times. Uh, and he's not the only president that old Jeffy boy here has befriended. Um, he was a good friend of the Donald. And uh, the old this, Donald. This is probably my favorite quote from the entire like entire researching, the best quote I've heard from anybody about Jeff. Uh, Jeff told Time Magazine, um, Jeffrey, terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. He's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them on the younger side. That's a direct fucking yeah. quote. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, but that was uh, said according by to Donald. Trump's lawyers, yeah. they, have no, they have no relationship, and they don't, they don't really talk to each other. Well, but that's like, I, right? I, I would, <laughs> honestly, if, if... That's what they say. If, only, if, if Trumpy knew he was diddling, you know what I mean? If, like, do you think he would say that to Time Magazine? You know what I mean? Like, that makes me feel like old Jeffy might have kind of, like, planted him in that situation with some girls that he might not have known. But the thing is, at least one of the indictments, the information came forward that the one girl who came forward to accuse him of the crimes that were, uh, uh, that they admitted, uh, that they admitted to, um, she was working at Mar-a-Lago before she met Epstein. So she already had ties to Trump. Yeah. So that's basically all I have as far as his background. That's the background. That's the background. So basically where we leave off, all we know is this guy is some mysterious billionaire, you know what I mean, that's taken high-ranking officials and famous people on flights to his cool, private, secluded island, living in his giant billion-dollar house in Manhattan. How much was the value of his house in Manhattan? Did they say in the end? Like sure, $100 million a, or something? Uh, it's something like $20 million, Or he got it from, well, reports are, are strange about this. They're saying that because that that... That property, that residence was originally owned by Wexner. And then uh, he purchased it from Wexner. And some people are saying it's for his like 16 to 20 million. And then some people are saying that he purchased it for a dollar because he had been, he was managing Wexner's account. So he actually, Wexner had given him power of attorney at this point. Like they were right. still close when he, he obtained that residence. And if you don't know who Wexner is, like Wexner is the guy who runs it's uh it's L L Brands, which is the parent company of like Victoria's Secret and the Limited. Uh, that's the guy who runs that. Uh, Leslie Wexner. Crazy. Yeah, dude's worth a bunch of money. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, Wexner was one of his, I think, one of his kind of first clients, or one of his. Uh, and some people describe him as sort of like a mentor, and they became so close that yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, he ended up giving Jeffrey Epstein power of attorney and allowing him to basically make deals, sell property, uh, move funds, do anything that that Wexner could do personally. That's just um, and some people kind of root that back to um, I guess Wexner was doing some kind of property development in Ohio or something, some high some high or Indiana. I can't remember. And. Basically, it was like a real shit show. And then Epstein came in uh, under the recommendation of, I think, Bear, and the Bear Stearns firm and all that. And he cleaned it all up and he got it all kind of on track. And they ended up setting up this multi-million dollar uh, residential area with like a giant uh, like Jack Nicholas uh, golf course with all these like multi-million dollar homes all around it. So pretty much. 
Jeff Epstein is just a billionaire who can do whatever he want at this point by about the early 2000s. He's pretty much God among finance, right? Um, yeah. I, from what people have said about him, he was really good at what he did. He was, he was, well, yeah, no, one just, no one gets a billion dollars by like, you gotta know something. Yeah. The dude was smart. Like he's not, I mean, he was also, you could almost call him reclusive. Like he did, he didn't really like to go out and, and do like, yeah, he likes stuff. to order in. Order in. <laughs> <laughs> no. So nothing, uh, there's, there's like no criminal allegations against him until 2005, right? Nothing hard until 2007. 2007? 2007 was when he had a 53, when he was facing down a 53 page federal indictment, uh, for allegations against him. Okay. I just thought, I, the, I thought the girl came forward in 2005, but either way, I, I think she came forward, but nothing materialized. Yeah. Until 2000, um, so not like early 2000s when all this stuff is alleged to happen, and then what happened? Yeah. 2007 comes. Well, 2008 he hired he hired Alan Dershowitz, who is the guy who is the OJ Simpson. Uh, That's difficult. Yeah. Well, didn't he help out with uh, Clinton and Monica, the whole Monica Lewinsky situation too? I don't know. I, can't, I don't know if it was Dershowitz. That's what I. Well, who knows? That's what I read, but you never know. I know he hired, I know he also, like, he either consulted or hired, like, Ken Starr at one point. Like, Ken. Yeah, so, basi- basically, bef- like, how this kicked off is that a woman contacted the police in Florida and said that her 14-year-old daughter had been taken to Epstein's mansion. And he was, she was paid $300 to strip and massage him. Um, and don't, she don't left the encounter the in her underwear. Sorry? Don't forget about the pinching. The pinching? Yeah. This big, that's his big move is he gets them naked, they massage him, and then they pinch his nipples while he fucking jerks off. I did not read that. You went deep, I guess. I went, way, they, um, went way too deep. I had to burn my fucking computer after that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope you were at the public library <laughs> researching this one. Um, police started like a 13-month invest- investigation, um, and then they found... Their, they found you know, photos and videos. Um, and they found out that he had paid several girls to perform sexual acts with him. Um, five victims. Um, they interviewed five alleged victims and 17 witnesses. Um, and they showed that they had, they most of the, all of these girls, most of them were all underage. Um, they found two hidden cameras, large number of photos to the girls, uh, of all the girls that had brought these allegations forward, so this was in 2006. So this is he hasn't wasn't really charged yet, but then uh, he uh, no no he was charged, and then he pleads guilty. Pleads, pleads guilty in to 2000 it. and 2008. Yeah, well, I think I think he pled guilty in 2008, but by the time the whole process was done, it finished in 2008. Yeah, so this is like in two thousand summer two thousand seven. This is dr- yeah. right from the new uh, New York Times. Yeah, investigation it, like work towards an indictment, and the legal legal team begins to negotiate with then attorney uh, U.S. attorney Alexander Acosta. Right. Right in Miami. Yeah, and that and Acosta ends up becoming part of the Trump administration. Right. Right. He's a, yep. he was well. He's the previous labor secretary. Now resigned. Step down. 
Uh, but yeah, 2008, then they struck a deal. And let's let's talk about this. The Miami Herald, uh, they in in their like expose on this, they identified 80 victims and were able to locate 60 victims of Please. abuse and sexual abuse. Now, some plea deal for someone like for this kind of extent. What twenty? He served like twenty years. Right? He should he should have been brought up on federal charges. Like he was going to federal prison. Yeah. Well, so what do you get? What do you? Well, he, they years? ended up making a plea deal, which he basically pled to the state charges and and at least ten years, right? How, how much, much you get? get? Yeah. How much did he get? What did he get for? Months? For, for what? For for, for what, what charge? charge? What, what for is this, the for this? What's the first plea part? deal? For the, for the, how much, how did, much he did he get, get for the plea, plea deal? deal? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, the plea deal had him uh, under 18 months. 18 months for that many. Victims. Right. And he only served 13. That is. Any, oh, other, any other person. And it, and it gets better because he was allowed after three and a half months was allowed to leave the jail on work release mm-hmm. for up to 12 hours a day, six days a week. He just go to work and then go back. He just goes home to jail. Well, what do you mean work or whatever he's doing? Diddling. Yeah. Well, and then like they talk about how the guards that were supposed to be watching him while he was on work relief were on his payroll. Like he was at a private prison. Yeah. Yeah. He was at a fucking men's club, man. Got like PS. He was allowed to. He's in your bedroom and. Yeah. He, he was allowed to come and go outside of the specified release hours. His cell door was left unlocked. He had access to the attorney room where there was a TV installed for him um, before he was moved to the stockade's previously unstaffed infirmary. Yeah, but what I don't even think is the most fucked up part is that after, in that deal as well included, it provided him and any of his alleged co-conspirators that were named immunity from further federal prosecution in the Southern District of Florida. That makes <laughs> fucking sense. Crazy, man. Money buys anything. It does. Right? You know, so had- basically, it's like, everyone's going to stop digging, and any other names you found associated to me with this investigation have diplomatic community. Yeah. And if you're wondering why they would cut that deal, uh, the motivations between some of them, uh, it kind of came forward later that a lot of it was because the prosecution was under a lot of pressure because uh, the Epstein camp had hired a lot of private investigators and they were digging through the prosecution and the families uh that were coming forward and people were saying they were having their trash, like things like their trash stolen and gone through, you know, very nearly having their houses breaking into like just digging up stuff about everybody in the case. Trying to find everything he could. So what, and, and what, what else was part of the plea deal? Like he had to register as a sex offender, right? Yes. yes. That was part of the thing, but it took, it took like another, like, what was it like? Not till like, was it 2011 before he actually had a file three years after what? Well, and then like another shitty thing too is apparently if you're charged as a sh- or if you if you've been charged as a sex offender you shouldn't you're like excluded from being able to go on that work leave. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to. Oh. No other sex offenders ever got that. And they're like and there, there's the jail they're saying, "Oh yeah, no, he 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 qualified just like anybody else would have. He he was perfect." And then when he was called out for it, he didn't know what the fuck to say. End of the interview. So yeah. how big, how big was this in the news then? Because I was not paying attention to anything when I was about twenty. So was this like 
as big a news now, like then as it is now, like what he's done, or was it just like kind of swept under the rug back then? I think a lot of it was swept under the rug because even some of this stuff, uh, when they signed the deal, uh, an attorney for Epstein, actually, they got an email and they sent the email to a federal prosecutor that was handling the case. And it said, please do whatever you can to keep this from becoming public. Right. So they were like the a lot of this stuff was like between the prosecutors and the defense was like, you got to keep this all there was a bunch of little stipulations about them keeping this private and which goes against like the crime victims acts of 2004, where it, it guarantees that any victims of these crimes had the right to be informed about developments in their cases. So they didn't even know. They didn't know that you signed the plea deal. No, they didn't even know about that. It was cut in secret. That's. And so when, what year did he actually go to jail? Uh, he was in jail for eight two thousand nine. He was released in July two thousand nine. And like yeah. you know, like we talked about earlier about this guy's rise to power. It's like okay, well, he's got all this mysterious amounts of money that just kind of just you know amalgamated from nowhere. He's going on these fucking plane trips with people who we do who we know now are kind of shady. You know what I mean? You're going on plane trips with fucking Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein. You know what I mean? And it's like it makes you think. It's like how far back has this guy been diddling? How long has he been doing this? Was he doing it back when he was a teacher back in the 70s or 80s? You know what I mean? Like, how long does this go back for? I mean, they've interviewed some of his students that were students during the time when he was teaching. I think he was like 21 when he was teaching there. So some people said that he kind of acted somewhat inappropriately. Uh, Yeah, there were some people that said that. But then there's also people who spent a lot of time with him and said, no, he didn't act inappropriately at all um he was also kind of known when he was a teacher he was also kind of known just to be kind of really unorthodox they compared him to robin williams and uh the yeah. Society. Yeah. Oh, he was i don't know people, people said he was really passionate about math like he was but really good at it yeah. it's crazy it's like a date you know what i mean like it's like when did this all this fucking start you know what i mean and like did you read that vicky ward's um uh report in vanity fair when she wrote about him and she was the first person this is back in the early 2000s that was kind of like shedding a little bit of doubt as to like, is this, is this Epstein guy, this overnight uh, millionaire, you know, is he, is he a decent guy? What's he up to? And she was the first one that started doubting, you know, where's this guy getting his money from? What's, what's he up to? And apparently it came out later that she, she came out and said, I had fucking evidence to put in this article that proved that he was a sex offender and the editor of Vanity Fair shut her down. That's that's fucking like that's that's like four to five years of diddling that could have been prevented if they could have been. You know what I mean? This guy's bought his way out for years and years and years. Okay, just to just to go back, I wanted to touch another point of his, um, you know, his hard time in jail. Um, So he was allowed to, you know, he had to apply to work for an office. He worked uh, at the office of a foundation that he created right before going to jail and he dissolved it immediately after serving his time. The sheriff office received 128,000 from Epstein's nonprofit to pay for the cost of extra services being provided during his work release. His office was monitored by permit deputies whose overtime was paid by Epstein because it was his organization. They were required to wear suits and checked in welcome guests at the front desk. 
Later, the sheriff's office said these guest logs were destroyed per the department's records de- retention rules. <sighs> You're like, so he had people visiting him and no logs because they're like, well, we, we weren't allowed to keep the logs. You're like, this motherfucker was paying you the whole time. Like, <laughs> he was, he controlled that whole situation. He's a fucking, he's like a genius supervillain. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. Lex Luthor is going to fucking prison, but we all know what happens when Lex Luthor goes to prison. He's hanging out. He's living the lavish life. Like this is. Then fuck. he becomes so, president. Exactly. He sits, Dan sits there and plots for however long. He, get this too. Because he was a level one or he was a level three high risk offender, the judge ordered that he can, that he personally check in with the New York police department every 90 days. That's the rules. Non-compliance is a felony, and you go back to jail. And guess how many times he checked in? <laughs> yeah, zero. Zero. Never. He <laughs> never checked in, and no one did shit. Jesus. They never enforced the ninety-day regulation with him. Never. Not once. That's mind-boggling. What a fucking mind-boggling to say the least. This is such a bummer, man. I don't need like I yeah, hate it, this. It is because you're like hate you're this. like if if. There, if you, there's like, it's just so crazy that this guy just circle. He like, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I did it. Like you caught me red-handed. Do I go to jail? Now? Yeah. Have yeah. you guys seen his mug shots? Huh? Like every mug shot, yeah. he's just got that like smug smirk on his face. Yeah. Just like, you know, like yeah, it's okay. It's whatever. Fuck him. This is such a hard fucking. I hate it because I feel like the only thing I have to offer to this podcast is cracking jokes every once in a while. <laughs> There's no jokes to crack about this fucking story because it no sucks. Jokes. It's fucking sad and no. shitty. It's about a guy who uses his power to do whatever the fuck he wants. But you know, let's uh, let's get into more recently. So what happened? How come he got into trouble now? Well, I think it. Originally started with Virginia Roberts. Heard of this girl? Um, yes, she's the one that. So she she brought she she said Maxwell was involved. Uh, yeah, so Virginia Roberts. Slain, yeah. She was sixteen at the time, and she was recruited by this. Was Jillian? Is it Jillian Maxwell? Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. By, Her name yeah. is spelled really weird. It is spelled weird. It. And it, it's like Gislaine. Anyway, they kind of described this Gislaine. <laughs> They kind of described that girl as like a like a British socialite, and she right. and she kind of like whose father was a, her father was a media mogul. Like he was a really rich he was a really rich dude, and uh, his death is actually mm, some people would say was under suspicious uh, circumstances. Some people have alleged that he was assassinated. You got a quick th- theory on that? Like, does it tie in with this, or is it something on something on its own? Well, no, I mean. To kind of like to show a picture of like Ghislaine and like uh, part of me wants to say like Ghislaine was kind of the the catalyst for all this. I feel like I I don't want to say like Epstein was always like this, but I want to say that part of it is like he got to a certain point and then he never really got into that stuff because it really seems like when you read some of the stuff about him, of course, that's the stuff that's written about him. He seems really. Like he he really has a, a passion for like math and science. Like he really likes these things. He 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 funds a lot of dudes. He has a, a like uh, some people like a covey of scientists, right? He, he loves science. He spends tw- he spent twenty million dollars a year. This was in two thousand two, but he was spending twenty million dollars a year on scientists. 
people like Gerald uh, Gerald Edelman, who was a Nobel Prize physiologist and uh, and and also in medicine in 1972, and the guy works for La Jolla University or neuro. He's a like the neurosciences institute in La Jolla, and all these guys who are all like uh, Stephen Coslin, a psychologist at Harvard. Uh, also, there's also this dude called um, Martin Novak, which is an uh, he's an Austrian biologist and math- mathematics professor, and he heads up the theoretical biology program at the Institute for Advanced Study at Princeton. Jesus, so right? He's got some, and all these dudes, dudes had like glowing things to say about him. They're like, he is this guy. Um, this is a quote from uh, Gerald Edelman is Jeff is an, ex- has, is an extraordinary in his ability to pick up on quantitative relations. He came to us recently. He is concerned with the basic question. Is it true that the brain is not a computer? Yeah. But how many, of uh, the, how many of these fucking guys have been to his parties? Oh, you know some I mean? of them. At, no, he would eat. He would regularly like have these guys like Martin Novak. He says they would meet at least once a month. He'd have him over for private dinners, yeah, and, he, and had he would a, have a chalkboard. He had Hawkins at, at his at fucking table. island. You know what I mean? Like, no, at his residence in well, New York. Yeah, I know, but he's had these people at his like lavish parties. It's been, I think it was was it Edelman or whoever you're talking about. He was said that, oh yeah, you know, Jeff likes having lots of beautiful women around at all times and shit like that. Like, smart people diddle too, man. Okay, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring it back now to uh, Virginia Roberts. How this all kind of got started, the secondary investigation into Epstein. So she was recruited by Elaine Maxwell and she right. pretty much in her testimony says that she pretty much taught Virginia, like Virginia was taught by Gillian to pretty much be a, like a, like a sugar daddy girl, like to do whatever Epstein wants. She taught her like how to give blow jobs and like all this shit. She girl was 16 and she goes through her whole thing and, she like in her testimony also says that after she was kind of like trained with Epstein, she was lent out to other people and she names people right. like Alan. What's his name? Dirt, Dirtowitz, Dirt, Dirtowitz, Dirtowitz and Prince Andrew. What he's not, he's not, that's not England though. He's, he's the brother of Prince Charles. Yeah. He's the second born son. Yeah. So he, those are the two like notable names and also others she said. And then like also a professor, she just calls him professor at a at his private Island. He was the first one besides Epstein. Then she goes on, like after she was there for a bit, she started bringing in other girls. Started recruiting. Started recruiting. And then eventually, after a while, they said they're going to send her to Thailand to recruit a Thai girl. And on the way, she falls in love with this Australian dude, moves to Australia, calls up and like, I'm done. Right. And it's not a, it's not a Thai girl. It's a fucking child. child. It's a Thai yeah. child. Like a fucking child. Like a 12 year old probably or something. Fuck, man. Let's not forget, like, the locals over the years have called Epstein's, like, Little St. James. They've called it Orgy Island, Pedophile Island, and Island of Sin. That's what the locals call it. His plane was nicknamed the Lolita. Lolita Lolita Express. Express. Yeah, I... If they're talking about the same island, I know like an IT guy who was working at that that compound or whatever. Uh, he came forward in a like uh, 2000, 2016 testimony, and he was talking about how he left the job, like he was hired to work there, and I guess whatever the network, the you know internet, Wi Fi, whatever, and he had to leave because he was so uncomfortable with the amount of topless photos of women in the in the mansion. <laughs> like just a ridiculous he said it was just a ridiculous amount he's like a father of 
three or whatever. And he's like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It's bananas. So that, so this girl, after she gets away, she eventually files the, uh, the lawsuit and pretty much she settles in 2017 for undisclosed sum out of court. And at this time, pretty much a, not long after is when a cost is named for us labor secretary, Trump's cabinet. Like, yeah. And this, and this guy <laughs> defended Epstein as he was just a nobody criminal. It was like, yeah, let's, you know, he didn't do anything about it. So, and they, I guess this builds for a while. People start building a huge case. And I guess what's his name? Bradley at Bradley Edwards files a defamation suit. I also said out of court. And then he pretty much nearly 2000 pages of records are sealed from that point until just last February is when they said that Acosta, this is when the Acosta thing starts, that Acosta violated, what do they call it? Crimes Victims Rights Act by not informing the victims right. of Epstein originally. And then this is when it all starts come tumbling down pretty much. And then like what happens next? When does he actually get, when's the first charge? When's, when's the new charges started? Uh, well, I'd say in like July 6th is when he's picked up. That's so he was at he an airport at or something. Airport yeah. And I think they, in New Jersey and it was like a raid. So he had no, I don't think anyone knew it was coming. It was like a surprise. You're under arrest. Motherfucker. Yeah. They're building the case Welcome for a while. Back. Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> let's just, just before we get into this, let's not forget that Epstein and Trump were both named in a lawsuit in 2016, allegedly alleging that this girl who's referred to as Jane Doe said that both of them sexually assaulted her when she was 13 years old. But Trump doesn't know Epstein um, says his lawyers. No, yeah, no, he no, doesn't he know him a, at all. He's, no he's quoted in time magazine saying how fucking wonderful a guy he is. He's terrific. That, but they'll just yeah. keep, no, keep telling no him for 15 whatsoever. years. Yeah. Um, the, she was scheduled to appear in Los Angeles uh, at a Los Angeles press conference six days before the 2016 election, but canceled the event her lawyer, Lisa Bloom, asserted the woman had received threats. Uh, the suit was dropped on November 4th, 2016. Like, I'm not saying that I'm like, you know what? You're just saying, like, I get it. It's dropped. There was no allegations. Nothing was proven. But the fact that someone's coming forward with these things, it's not the first time we're hearing these things. Not about Epstein and definitely not about Trump. And now you have one one of these girls being like, this is them together. And this is before. Like, if, if this were to come out now, people would be like, ah, oh, you're just making it up to try to make a connection. I'm like, no, this, this is before. before this has all come out. This is, this is this before. part of this the timeline. This, this is part of the timeline that a girl went said when she was 13, she was sexually assaulted by Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein. Well, he loves surrounding himself by younger girls, young, beautiful girls, right? Mm -hmm. It's been quoted. One, and, you know, apparently, allegedly, ones that look like his uh, daughter. Oh, it's so oh. fucking weird, man. What the fuck is wrong with the world? Anyways, if this thing, if this case ends up going farther, there'll be a, a bunch of episodes we could do and all the people may be involved. But until then, we'll just stick with it. Oh, that would be, it's literally like hundreds of yeah. cases. <laughs> until then, we'll Because right now, now, now that Epstein's dead... Uh, in his, his suicide, now that he's dead, the federal case cannot proceed because he's not there anymore. So now it's going to be split into pretty much like hundreds of civil cases. Ugh. I mean, they say they're going to still pursue a lot of these, but a lot of this stuff is like you probably, it will, it's instead of it being like a flood, it's just going to like trickle out. And I'm, 
you know, that was probably part of the strategy and that was part of the uh, strategy in the end. It was like, instead of having it all just come out, it's just going to kind of trickle out and just hope that nothing really sticks. We stopped paying attention. uh, FBI, they broke into, well, they didn't break into, they, they raided his Manhattan townhouse uh, with search warrants. The house, uh, you know, they had, they found perhaps thousands of sexually suggestive photographs of fully or partially nude females. Um, some of the photos are confirmed as those of underage girls. Uh, in a locked safe, compact discs were found with handwritten labels, including the descriptions. Young, um, name plus name. Uh, Miss Nudes 1, Girls Picks Nudes. Uh, they also found $70,000 in cash, 48 diamonds in a safe, and a fraudulent Austrian passport, which expired in 1987, and had Epstein's photo, but with another name. Uh, The passport had numerous entrance and exit stamps, including entrance stamps that showed the use of the passport to enter France, Spain, the United Kingdom, and Saudi Arabia in the 80s. Um, Yeah. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's one of the ways they, they got him on. Uh, they said there's going to be no bail. You can't let him out. Like he yeah. has he that proves that he has the ability or the connections to obtain a fraudulent passport, especially an Austrian one, which is those are really in really high demand since an Austrian passport can pretty much get you anywhere because uh, uh, the country is neutral and all those things. But and part of the union. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's. Just keeps building. So now speculations as to fucking, you know, did he kill himself? Well, it's like did somebody else. Like, cause you'd think after the, cause you know what I mean? He attempted on his life first. Like how long ago, how many months ago did he try and kill himself the first time? That's not even that long ago. I think that's last month. No, so yeah. would you it's not, like a couple weeks July, ago. you would July? be on suicide yeah, watch. Weeks would you not be on some sort of suicide watch? Would you not be in some sort of more. He was on suicide. Well, exactly. So it's how the fuck. And then they took him off of suicide. That's what they, that's, yeah, the, the story keeps conflicting. Like, no, he wasn't on suicide watch then, but he was the week before. But they were supposed to be. Right. No, he was on. And then they're saying that he was taken off a of suicide watch. And on the recommendations, I would believe the warden and the, uh, the psychologist that they, the prison psychologist. The only thing I kept reading. the last couple days. The only thing I kept reading is uh, a source from like an inside source, no name, no quoted name said that, Oh, I, there was either, they were talking about either he wasn't on suicide watch or he, maybe he was, but the guards were on overtime. Like there's, there's multiple stories of the same event and no one really knows what the actual, like, what is it? Was any recent donations made to the fucking jail? Did his bank accounts just did he automatically own the, fucking grow? Did overnight? he own the jail? Like, did he yeah, own like, <laughs> Well, somebody probably um, did. Someone owns it. Well, somebody's name who's on that so fucking. To go back through, he was found unresponsive with, um, and it, which this one's a weird one to me because he was found unresponsive in his cell originally, and the first time he was taken to the hospital, yeah. and he was found with red red marks around his neck, and they weren't sure if it was a suicide attempt or he had been assaulted by a cellmate. But I'm like, pull, roll the cameras back. Why? Like what? those cameras are missing. How they're missing that, that ten minutes. How is that fucking hard? There's it's a fucking jail. There's cameras on every fucking corner in jail. Like, what do you mean you don't know? It, it, you can just watch the cameras and see if someone fucking entered an exit right before you fucking found them, right? Like it's it, it's not a hard thing to piece together. I've I've been in jails not as a serving inmate, but I've toured them. 
and like this is not this is not this is not a hard thing to figure out. You can say like we don't really know because he was found, but you can look and go look. Okay, he was fine. He's fine. He's fine. He goes into his cell. There's not a camera in his cell because there's a black spot because there's a bathroom. And whoa, here's so and so entering for ten minutes, and then he leaves, and then five minutes later we found him unresponsive. Like you know what I mean? You can make the connection of I think he was assaulted. But would he would would he have been a in that time been in his own cell or do you have a cellmate or is it own? Oh, well, here's the thing. There's no fucking way they have a guy like that in general population. There's not a fucking chance. Right. A high profile guy like that right away. Okay, I I and mind you, I'm talking about what I know with Canadian, um, like. Canadian. Our little lockups. Yeah, our lockups. <laughs> but if you if you have any kind of and if anyone knows, please message us because I've been curious about this. But in Canada, if you have any sex crimes, especially those uh, with a minor, especially if you're going to be a case that's in the media, guess what? You're getting PC status, so you're in protective custody right off the bat. You're not going in GP. And a case like this of this guy, and this is so high profile. This would have been the fucking biggest thing for this jail to watch, like. We need to make sure this guy, nothing happens. You'd think. You would think. Well, and, and like the big thing too is, is anybody with any type of medical background that's going to have a look at him is going to be able to assess whether it's ligature marks from whatever he was able to find to hang himself or somebody's fucking hands from strangling him, right? Like it all depends. Yeah. It, it, you're going to see signs like patika and shit like that that you wouldn't see normally. Because I'm, I don't know, but I'm going to assume in jail they don't let you wear a belt. Nope. Right. They take away your shoelaces. Like they don't they give you any everything. type of rope. Like you have yeah. nothing really to hang yourself unless you somehow rigged up your clothing, tied it together, made some type of clothing rope, and like I guess did it that way or something. But okay, I don't want to. I don't know for sure if they take away your shoelaces, but I remember from Blue Streak. <laughs> Blue <laughs> Streak. What are you going to do your, with it? Floss you, you your have, ass. You have Velcros <laughs> or Crocs in Canada. You have Velcro shoes or Crocs. He actually had leather shoes. Well, when he went to jail the first time, he paid extra for the leather. The leather paid shoes. extra. He bought the fucking special itchy band. You know what I mean? He got the fucking jerky. He was living the, le- the fucking nice life. Yeah. So that was that was his first one, July twenty fifth. Yeah. Possible so then su- he's he's put on. Attempt. They say he's on suicide watch after that, right? So I don't know in the states what that requires or what that is, um, but like here. You have, you know, you have almost watch around the corner. You're putting a suicide suit so you can't hurt yourself. Like every precaution is taken so you can't commit suicide. Um, he's then seemingly like from mixed reports, he's taken off suicide watch. And then the protocol was to give him a cellmate so he's not to be alone. So he's given a cellmate from what I've read. And then that cellmate is taken away. Because he was taken day, he, off a suicide watch. Yeah, no, but to, even though he was... Because you wouldn't be with someone... What I read is after he was taken off suicide watch, he had to have a cellmate. No, because it's like... Well, I think in the, the policy in the... What is it? The Manhattan Correctional Center or whatever, the, where he was at the jail, their, their suicide watch consists of having another cellmate that is trained... Like they put them through like a special program or something. They take a special course and it's like, okay, you're on suicide watch now. Uh, you can, you're qualified. That guy's also just been released and lives in a fucking million dollar mansion. He's being taken care of. Hey, no, 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 no. So no, hold on. This is, I've, I've pulled up the thing I was reading. So it says he was placed on suicide watch. Six days later, Epstein was taking off suicide watch, but he was placed in a special housing unit 
with another inmate. Oh. The jail had informed the Justice Department that Epstein would have a cellmate and that the guard would be looking into his cell every 30 minutes. These procedures were not followed on the night of the desk. One, they were not doing the 30-minute checks. Two, they had removed his cellmate and put him somewhere else, so he was by himself. Convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not checked at all the night of his death. And he had met, he had, I think he had met with his lawyer. Like he'd actually met with his defense, like his defense attorney, I think sometime that day. I'm not, I don't yeah, know, I'm it, not sure exactly, but. I'm just saying like. It's very suspicious. Yeah. Now it, it's hard, it's hard for me. Here's the two things. Cause everyone's like, oh, you know, fuck Clinton body count, Trump body count, all this stuff. But I'm like, if, if it's, if it's, if he was murdered in this, in, if he was murdered. Are they just worried? Is someone worried that he will say and he'll incriminate other people? Because from the sounds of it, he might like all this shit to incriminate other people may be fucking at his island that they're currently investigating and um, tearing apart. They're tearing apart all his properties now. Like they're going so, everywhere. I think the one in Paris is that it was getting raided by uh, like uh, by French authorities as well. So that's my thing. I'm like, so if you're going to murder him, it's like, yeah, but if there's anything in that house, in one of those houses, like you're fucked anyways. But maybe they just didn't want him to like co- like co- cooperate a story. Well, may, or like point it and be like, I know you, motherfucker. I know you, motherfucker. I know you. Like you were here. You did this with me. Remember when we tag teamed her? Remember when we did the Eiffel Tower in Paris, there, buddy? Well, man, right? Like, like when if he's like if he is that like a, that smart of a guy, like he knows he's in trouble. Maybe that final meeting with his attorney. He's like, I'm probably going out tonight or soon. Here's all like, this is, this is my, this is after, this is it. This is how I bring the rest of them down. And then, you know, like, we'll see, I guess we'll see. There's like 2000 pages. There's all his properties being raided. It's uh, I don't think this one's just going to go away. Like before personally, I hope not at least, but I, I hope not. I hope it, I hope people keep it in the limelight, like keep demanding answers. Cause what's going to happen is, you know, like people are just going to, you know, the next terrorist attack is going to happen or something. And then it's going to be like, oh, we forget who, well, well, well and people, su- prosecutors are going to get pressure from the top and like, yeah, ah, we got bigger pressing thing. He's dead. Let's worry about this next well, thing. Like, like Dan said, he's dead. It's all like good. Dan said, this guy's a genius, right? He's a smart guy. Surrounded himself with a lot of smart people. I don't think he's going down without a, without a fight. I'm sure there's some type of doomsday switch that he flicked. He had to, I think. That's what I was, I was saying. He may have, if he were that smart, right? Because there, there's a lot of things that are saying that a large, there's suspicion that a large amount of his, a large portion of his personal income was from blackmailing people. Um, there's at least, I think one reporter said that they met with him and like he said, he admitted like on the record or something, he's like, I have videos of some of the world's most influential people having sex with kids. Which, oh, and it's Jesus. Like, well, like, that makes sense to me because I'm know? like, I, you, I, we all know Trump is well-known doofus right like he says and does dumb shit all the time but like if you knowingly are hanging out with this diddler and diddling with you know dude doing diddler stuff with him would you fucking come out in a magazine and be like yeah he surrounds himself with beautiful women a lot of them are young you know what i mean that like, was that was 15 years ago but still it's like what but, the like no, I'm I, here like i'm not defending anyone i'm just saying if 15 years ago he was 50 he would have been 51 51 right i think he's 66 when he died so 15 years, he's 51. Maybe young, a young girl was a 20 year old or a tw- like a, a young girl in your 50 could be pretty young. 
like 20. Or so he thought. Or so he thought. Right. That's what and, I'm saying. I'm not could defending. Be filming, and he could be filming, right? Epstein could have been filming Trump with these young girls. I don't know. He, but. He did, maybe he thinks they're fucking 18, 19. Maybe they're actually fucking 16. Maybe when it's done, he says, hey, man, I've got this video. That very well could be. You're going to do what I want you to do. So, like girls mature at different rates. A girl could be 16, look like she's 20. And if you are not told and you're blackmailed, like what do you like? You're, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know. Meet I don't Trump's know. Trump's lawyer. Zell. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Trump not, is uh, Zell is now joining the Trump legal defense. I'm team. not. To, I'm not. I'm not implicating anyone. I'm not getting a suicide on my own watch. Over I thought here. I saw a red hat sitting over there. In a, in a, but that's in pretty a much New what York, they're saying. I'm saying that that's what they'll be saying in court. They'll like, be yeah. like, he didn't know. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, he's whatever. He's 50, so 20 could be young. Eh. Michael yeah. Michael Wolf is a columnist for New York Magazine, and he did a profile piece on Jeffrey Epstein. And he quoted Jeffrey as saying, um, when he when he was asking him about the this was when the case and stuff was starting to come up. Jeffrey Epstein said, and I quote, what can I say? I like young girls. And Wolf replied, maybe you should say I like young women. <laughs> I was like, what? You're like, that's what he's quoted as saying. Like, wow, what can I say? I like young girls. Like, he, I don't think he gave a fuck. Whoa. I think he knew he had so much dirt on people that he's just like. Maybe he thought he could just last, yeah. la- wait it out till he's fucking Cosby age and then um, 85 would go to jail and it's over. And I, and I like I like that like Braden said that people mentioned mentioned like the Clintons and the Trumps, but I'm like, dude, those people you don't even understand. They don't even run in the same circles as the people that Epstein was rubbing elbows with. Guys, have like billions Epstein was of being with people. Like I said, his Jeffrey Epstein and Co was managing funds. You had to have a billion dollars in assets. Like together, I think uh, like the Clintons themselves are only worth maybe like maybe two hundred, maybe four hundred million dollars. They're low. Like that's how much they're. They're a third their third tier. Now, third do we tier. do we know for yeah. sure that people like people like Mohammed bin Salman, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, that guy's worth like seventeen billion dollars. No, those those guys in Saudi, those Saudi princes have a registered worth, but a lot of people say it could be ten or a hundred times more because they have but, so much. Yeah, cash. the entire royal family itself is worth like one point three trillion dollars. But do we know that for sure? Or is he just saying that to try and inflate his fucking image and his ego saying, I don't know. He has pictures like he had pictures in an apartment. Like there's a a reporter piece. They're like, here's a picture with me with Mohammed bin Salman. And we hang out and he has obviously a passport that he went to Saudi Arabia in the 80s. And I'm I'm sure he does. And he did have clients that big. But I'm saying like, did he only work with people that were billionaires? Like he said, I fucking doubt it. I don't. That's no. That's what this. That's what his company policy was. Yeah, but like, that's what he if says. You wanted to work with him. You had to have a billion dollars. We we don't know if this guy he, he's the most credible human being in the world. Okay, we well, still his, say you had to have four hundred million dollars to work with. Him. That's still like more than an entire population of a state. Well, it's like, still impressive, but we just don't like we don't have record. You know what I mean? We all we have is with him. Not with yet. Like, we don't have public record. Not yet. We don't have public right? record. We yet. just have what this fucking. I think his client list, is saying. client list is still private. So yeah. it's like yeah, the the only real confirmed person that. They have that worked with them was uh was it Wexton? Wexton, yeah. Less yeah, Wexton, Wexton or Wexton. And Wexton said he started cutting ties with Epstein at least like in two thousand like a decade ago, like in the early two thousands or stuff. And there was a whole thing of dispute as whether Epstein stole most of his money from Wexton. Because when he did a lot of shady stuff, uh, when he had the power of attorney and ended up to it like scooting off with like eighty seven million dollars or something. In a mansion for one dollar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I found the price, price of that, man, that mansion in New York was $77 million. 
now. Now. Set, but still, um, 77. That's fucking... I think I think he, he may have bought it for $20 million, but then they also said he did a whole, like, gut renovation of the whole thing for another ten, like another $10 million. Well, well high, house prices have, like, tripled in the last 10 years, so... Depending on... Especially in new, all big cities, New York, like, all the big yeah. major capital cities of North America, this, their house prices have gone insane. Yeah. Yeah. Now... The the other thing, like his private island, like that's got some weird stuff on it too. Like, aside from being like all the locals knowing about all these young girls going there and calling it all these sinister names, you know, it's got that weird temple, that weird like blue striped temple. It looks like it's. And I was reading it. Yeah. And then they're like, the one of the contractors is like, yeah, it has a huge wooden door that has reinforcing lock bar, um, but the lock bar is on the outside. On the outside, so like no one. Can. Yeah, so it's like that's not to you know you know normally a lock is to keep people out. When you have a lock bar on the outside, it's like to keep people in. Like keep that is terrifying. You know, you know, yeah, so uh, you know when that goes, there was allegations of him, like him, you know him and Maxwell keeping these people hostages and taking their passports and stuff. So you know it's. Time's gonna, you know, time's gonna tell what they find on this island. But there's, uh, you know, there's, you can read tons of allegations of people like trying to escape this island, swimming off the island, only to be caught and found, um, you know, by search parties. Uh, the island has is reported to have like guards all around it, like security. When when he was there, not right now, obviously it's full of FBI agents probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just like it's just how deep it is and how well connected he is. It just still doesn't make, I'm like, why? like killing yourself is an act of like, like he obviously guilty. You're not just gonna be like, well, I'm bored with this. Now I'm going to kill myself. Now, what what like, if that just seems weird? I'm like, just what doesn't add What up. if his, what if his autopsy is like a heart attack or something like something? that would be weird. <laughs> well, you know, some people are saying that, uh, you know, that, they don't even think the body's him. Like they have that one side picture. Last oh, look conspiracy. Like, uh, yeah, and there is, like, they there is, you know, it's like, yeah, he's on a private jet to Israel right now. Yeah, and it's like he's got another island somewhere else. We did. And it's like islands. they're saying, like I, it's I've read the great, like <laughs> they've showed the they showed the dead. It shows the picture of just the side profile of like someone there, and it shows the nose, and it's like that guy doesn't have the same nose, and like. They round and they show a side profile of his picture. They're like, that's not the same guy. And then I've seen like wild accusations going of like, that looks just like Hillary Clinton's brother who died. I'm like, but his, her brother died like back in June. Like it's fucking, in the fucking freezer, man. Crazy. The freezer. Like, what are they just, they're like, you We're know just what? Keep my him body, around for when we have to off Epstein. Yeah, well, am I, my <laughs> brother's, my brother's will ice. said we can use his body for any means necessary. I'm like, okay, you're not going to hold a body for two months, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? This guy had resources. Like, No, I think this guy had so much dirt on people that if he didn't kill himself, he was killed somehow. Now, the, yeah, the optimistic part of me is saying that maybe he just knew it was done. Like, everything is out. They've got, they dropped those 2,000 pages. They got his blackmail safe. They got all that stuff. And they've got more stuff. And maybe his defense attorney was like, look, man, you're fucked. It's over. Like, yeah, it's over. This is the optimistic and, part of me saying. And this, the people like, you're dragging down with you, like, this is going to be. They're going to, they're going to kill you. 
And it's like, as soon as you go to prison, yeah, you're going to get murdered. So this is your only chance to go out on your own terms. That's what I mean. It could have been that last meeting with his attorney could have been. That's the one like, all right, well, like this is this is it. If you want if you want to go out on your own terms like this is going to be the time to do it and you can do it now. He's like, you already have this guy and this guy on your payroll. Like, we'll get the guy. He'll leave your cell. You'll have 15 minutes like that. Probably like, I don't know. Like if that's going to happen, that's the optimistic part yeah. of me saying that everything is going to come out eventually and whatever. Um, and he just didn't want to rot away in a cell and he's just like, you know, it's screw it. Like, you know, no, I don't, I, this stuff I'm used to living in the, you know, he's accustomed to living in his crazy multi, you know, billionaire lifestyle, insane craziness. And he's like, I just don't want to sit in the cell. Like maybe he's just a guy who's like, I'm too smart for that. And I'm, I'm just out. like, man, fuck it. But I think if he really, if there's 2000 pages and the blackmail safe and all his properties are being like, I obviously I'm a very conspiratorial minded person and there's obviously shady people in this world hiding stuff, but I don't think an entire government's, you know, the entire like justice department is in on it. So that if there's, there's good people working on it and if there's enough of them, I think it all comes out because it's so public now it's on every, it's everywhere. It's on, it's on the local fucking news web app that we have in Kelowna has nothing to do with Kelowna at all which is usually just local news and obviously Jeff Epstein case. Like it's fucking everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I'm just, maybe he just didn't want to sit through all of it. He's like, you know what? It's all going to come out eventually. I just don't want to drag it out. So I just don't want to have to sit there and do all this stuff. So it's just like, I'll just kill myself. Yeah, I agree. With so that. I'm kind of hoping that's how the situation goes. There's a lot. Of, and that's well, what I've, it is. I've read, I'm, I couldn't find any like solid reports to substantiate other than people are like, uh, I've seen lots of claims that the surveillance cameras that should have captured his death uh, had malfunctioned. And I'm like, and I was like looking, I was like, okay, all right. Like if that's the case, like yeah, that's the on. fucking cherry on top for me. Um, I, couldn't, I can't find anything substantiating well, that yet. I did find a report of the warden being like security cameras are not going to solve his death. Um, and I was like, why, why the fuck would you say that? The the yeah. one, the one thing I do have to say is that the, the you probably won't see for a while at least you won't see a lot of details about his suicide like there are actually guidelines that are set down for the media for releasing details about suicides that's why you don't see a lot of them in the news or you don't see a lot of stuff that says like it's you know it's ruled a suicide it's not it is a suicide because there's this thing that i read about and there's an actual term for it it's called the suicide contagion and what what happens is it's a studied a phenomenon that people who see or view suicides on TV or in media or on the internet or whatever, um, there is a there is a a heightened chance of copycat suicides. Like they did fit there. There were fifty documented well, studies. Why do they do they that with suicides that. and not for shooters? Shooters are made fucking public, like. Well, like, you don't. Huge. I mean, you don't see the videos of them like running around and shooting people. No, but it's all over like, the news. Know. That's what I'm saying, but. Yeah, you, okay. know, you see it on the news. You see the reports of the stuff that ha- like what happened, but you don't actually see the videos of people like those things will get taken down. Like what they did with the like what they did with the the New Zealand shootings. Like that stuff got on the internet and they took it down real fast, or they tried to get because those multiple shooters they didn't want anyone to know. Well, <laughs> that or it's like that's there's there's real serious guide like global guidelines set down. No, I'm sure. For suicide I'm sure there is. Yet. I just this all seems so convenient. Right now, right. yeah, that's the problem. But, but I'm not. I'm not sure about shootings, but yeah, but suicides is definitely it's a thing. Like there are guidelines that the media follows about detail releasing details well, about. There's also suicides. guidelines for convicting pedophiles, and this guy didn't follow any of them. So let's fucking break down the barriers and let's show that video. Let's go. 
Um, yeah, it's tough. It's like we're. It's only a matter of time before we find out anything, or we just realize it's going to be swept under the rug. Which I'm leaning toward. That's probably what we're just going to hear less and less about it until like five years from now, someone's going to like do a tweet or whatever we're doing that saying like, remember when that Epstein guy like died and then we never heard about anything. I, I, I hope that doesn't happen, but a lot of people, a lot of people say, a lot of people say like, it's just, we're just one big event away from forgetting the whole thing. So yeah. And then part of me is like that. Yeah. That's, you know, the, uh, the pessimistic part of me is like, this is all part of the strategy. You know, they get, they get, they get rid of him. So there's no federal case, uh, to be put forward because he's not there. He can't drop all the names all at once. Yeah. And it's just, a, and it, that's the only way they could figure out how to mitigate the damage is to just let it's it like trickle giving them out. time. Yeah. It's yeah. giving them time. It's giving us time the only to clean person stuff, na- like clean out his apartments, you know, get our people there and before the FBI does and get everybody there to clean, which is and kind of doesn't make any sense because now they can go and do whatever they want. Cause he's dead. But, um, and he yeah. really, like, he was the only one named in the indictment. So like officially the case ends with him, even though they're saying like, Oh no, no. Like if there is any other people like do not rest easy. I'm like, they can rest a little fucking easy because he was <laughs> the only one indicted. Right. He was the only one fucking indicted. So right now, as far as that case goes, there's no other one. Yeah. No other and the person, person who is running the so case now, is fucking AG Barr, who's, yeah. you know, that dude's. Let's not forget. Watch okay, him let's dance not on forget, his strings, you know? <laughs> a name that's come up in this a lot is Trump. Like, I'm not saying, like, I don't know if he was, a, I, I don't care if they're Republicans or Democrats, but I'm just saying if if their names come up and they're attached to things, their heads should roll. Everyone it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter what who. fucking political yeah, yeah. party they are. 100%. Right. They should face prosecution, go to jail. doesn't fucking matter. But what I'm saying is we've had this, we've had Trump who's named alongside this guy a lot and he's the fucking sitting president. And he, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, <laughs> right. Like not to mention he's had multiple other cases, you know, alleging sexual misconduct sexual mis- yeah. Yeah, like, on his part. There are tons of other cases, probably at least like there's, there's like 12 or something at this, at this point. And then plus this, and it's like nothing, nothing happens. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing happens. happens because everyone who's in charge works for him. Like everyone is, oh, I don't think they work for him. I think they well, work no, for, he's going to whoever. I think they work for whoever's pulling his strings. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think Dan hit it on the head. This is like they know who everyone connected to this knows they're in trouble. Right? So now this is just a way to slow it down because now there's no trial. Now there's no case. Now they got to do this investigation and they can control what information trickles out. Yeah. And there's because he's dead and can't talk, anything written in a piece of paper could just be like, oh, yeah, this, this guy was a fucking blackmail artist. Look at this guy. Right? Like, how can you believe him? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's. Like without him alive to like cooperate, like, hey, why'd you write this guy's name in this book this one time? And he's like, well, because if you look here and this and like give them more details of the account and then these other people's can't defend themselves because they don't have alibis. It makes it really hard to prosecute this case for anyone, even if their names are found, right? Unless there's fucking picture evidence and video evidence, which will probably no one's ever going to see the light of. It's all going to be like, oh, the discs were unreadable. Yeah, all that evidence goes in somewhere. It it goes put next to the the Ark of the Covenant, yeah, <laughs> the Pentagon. 
Smithsonian, uh, Indiana Jones, Smithsonian Archives. It's gone. It's 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 got the little the burnt out swastika on it, and then there's like <laughs> yeah. Epstein sex tapes like next to it. Um, yeah. but this is just I I think yeah like this I I don't I want to hope because that's the kind of person I am, but I think it's just going to be the sad truth that it's going to be this is another example of just these hyper rich people who get away with everything. Everything these people who roll in a whole different level of reality. And are just impervious to to law and justice as we see it, you know. It's crazy. There, there's authors and like social psychologists and people who study these kinds of things, and they're like these kinds of people. Like you don't you don't understand like the amount of power they wield and the like the 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 excesses that they can afford and what how they how they run their lives or on a completely different psychological level than what we can actually comprehend as normal working people. It's like their sphere. Put it in context. Jeffrey Epstein went to jail and was allowed to work. And he was allowed to work for the company that he started right before he went to jail (laughs) and closed right when he got out of jail. And he paid the jail staff to be there to watch him. And then it was his company's policy that he started to destroy any logs of them visiting and everyone followed suit and no one was the wiser like what the fuck no one gave a shit right like it's crazy and the the thing that i worried about is like these kinds of things that you that you're seeing now and you're seeing more and more of them and it's almost like the stuff at least in the united states is is what you see is these were the da- these things were the downfall of civilizations like Rome. Yeah, you have the you have the super uber rich class. You have the huge the, the widening margin between the poor and the rich. You have the rich going to tremendous amount of excesses, uh, not paying taxes, avoiding paying taxes, and that's also one of that was one of Epstein's kind of specialties. Was I'm kind sh- of oh, I'm sure uh, you know getting you you know finding different ways to kind of moderate your taxes and fix those so you didn't have to pay any taxes him himself moved some of his he, like he moved his accounting firm like offshore into the virgin islands where he didn't have to pay any ta- made him avoid like 90 percent of taxes so you have these kinds of things and and then you have also just the moral rot that sits in that sets in to this this uber rich class and then it just ends up like eating away at the society and it all crumbles down and then we get raided by the vandals or whatever history repeats you know? itself over and over <laughs> again i don't know if- unless so, yeah and uh, yeah and then everything kind of falls in on itself and it, and it it leads to collapse unless we learn from history unless we learn and like there is stuff in the united states i don't really know but like they've introduced like a wealth tax like huge tax on the wealthy right. and all this kind of stuff so that's yeah those are the things that are in the works and if like some of this stuff can get passed and if we can stop it before it fully downs. I, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to be able to avoid, you know, all the damage no. that has been set down, but I think there can be change. You can hope. Like as long as we live in a capitalist, like capitalism or capitalism, like as long as that's our, right. like there'll always be wealthy and poor. But if right. you can like minimize the gap between the two, it runs a lot smoother. But as soon as you start pulling you get guys that are like, oh, you need a billion dollars to work to work with this guy. That's fucking like, billion dollars. Billion dollars. <laughs> like what? You could even. You can't even. You have, all you can do with that is buy islands because that's the only purchase that's big enough yeah. to be able to <laughs> use it. Like it's crazy. 
a billion dollars. It's just like, oh my god. I don't know. We live. We're, you know, we're living in weird, strange, are strange times. One point three trillion dollars. A family. A family. One point three. A family that inherited their wealth from their ancestors who conquered the world with brutal massacre for hundreds yeah. of years, and no one even's like, ah, those guys are good guys. You know, good, good, good family over there. Yeah. Canada's the land in Canada is still called. It's queen. It's like it's the crown land, right? It's the queen's land. Yeah. If you don't, if the city doesn't own own it, it's the it's the crown land. Yeah, I don't know their entire net worth. I know Prince Andrew is valued at about eighty million. I think his uh, Prince Prince Andrew. Oh, that's that's relatively small. Prince Charles. You know what? Is a I hundred percent that I think that's just a fucking number given out because they have to give out numbers. That's what I mean. They have like a disclosed amount, and then they probably have more. Like who knows the exact, exact amount? There's fucking Kardashians with more money than that. Let's be serious. Well, I could, I could probably trillion say, dollars. You know, the Kardashians do not have a trillion. No, he said eighty million. Oh yeah, that yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I I could probably say for for sure, like for people who are really high profile, or at least people who you know are presidents, like, well, except for one recent one, um, who has hasn't disclosed his tax returns. I would say that you know most of those are pretty on the nose for those people who are presidents or planning to become presidents president you only make was like 400,000 right is your salary 200,000 200,000 is your salary yeah so that's but most of them have way are worth more than that you know from their prior uh, either prior or know, post being president you make your money yeah you can't be poor and run for president yeah 100% <laughs> um okay so before let's we wrap this one up on this crazy case file hopefully it doesn't fall out um what do you guys think is there any chance he's still alive and that wasn't him. No, he's super dead. I think there's. I'm I dead. think he's dead, but there's always a slight chance. Like if he really had some strings pulling, maybe he could. I don't know. Maybe he could get away, but I don't. Uh, or go back and listen to a uh, Braden and Z podcast about the faking your own death, and <laughs> it's like how, how that works. But was, yeah. That was Patreon only fake deaths, right? Yeah. Was, there you go. Maybe he. Maybe hard. he could. Hard. That's why it I is think. difficult. Um. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, we'll keep. We're going to keep our, uh, this is pretty fresh news. So, uh, you know, we're going to keep reporting on it. There, there's and, a new, uh, hopefully it doesn't stay out. There's a new story every like 20 seconds if you refresh Google. So yeah. yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully more information comes out and hopefully the, the anyone connected with this is, um, held to the same standard, uh, that you and I would be. If, uh, you know, we were to do these crimes at least close, I mean, at least close, like, <laughs> If we're going to do a, like 10 lifetimes worth of sentence, give all these guys off at least one full lifetime, at least. To me, it's like 60 counts of this, you know, 60 people they found that this guy had fucking abused and he gets 13 months. And meanwhile, you know, there's people serving fucking life sentences for fucking marijuana offenses because they they hit the three strike, they hit the three strike rule. Well, I remember. And some of them, some of them didn't even fucking hit the three strike rule. On previous plea deals, they pled that, they, this would be their like one and two strikes. So the next offense would be the third strike. Yeah. And now they're serving life in prison for fucking marijuana charges and shit. You got these fucking guys raping girls, young children, and 13 months of which they only had to serve really. It's three. not even, like, it's more than doors that. aren't even fucking locked. Like it's just, it's sickening. raping girls, but also converting these girls to be. Your workers it's grooming, like you're grooming, you're grooming them, them to be you're, sex, it's sex trafficking, like yeah. it's uh, sex trafficking, hundred percent. The worst of all, it's fucking crazy. Uh, okay, let's get into a lighter note here. Lighter let's note. get into some space news. 
Uh, if you guys remember uh, uh, my favorite flat earther, uh, Mike Hughes, we talked about him last year when he launched himself in his homemade rocket. I heard his back. And crashed. Oh, Mad Mike. Mad Mike yeah. Hughes. And uh, he hurt himself. He compressed some vertebrae. And, <laughs> and uh, butt, butt he, you know, he had some soreness, but he lived. Um, well, he's going higher this time. Um, he's planning uh, uh, to launch Saturday, August 17th. Um, he had some issues uh, with a rocket heater on August 12th. He's going to launch it, but he's going to go 5,000 feet. Wow. That's so high. Yeah. So let, let me make another bold prediction. Last time I predicted he'd die and he just hurt himself. (laughs) Um, is this the one space news prediction is, uh, for August 18th, uh, mad flat earther who launches himself 5,000 feet dies upon fiery impact of his homemade steam rocket. Trying to prove <laughs> the Earth is flat. Five. Th- what? This is. What is and, this? And his last transmission is. Oh, it's round. <laughs> and he, no, y- y'all can see the round from five thousand feet. Everyone knows that. Well, he's working. He's working his way. Man. <laughs> he get there. They say he's paying for it this time. He's paying for the his I, whole I cost of the car. The, he's paying the, for his whole thing. Rocket. Like, yeah. His fees or whatever didn't because last time did somebody have to somebody put up money for like the fees for the launching or whatever like you had to yeah, pay yeah the launch to, fees yeah, yeah. well I, I don't know did like if you just crash do you have to pay those <laughs> launch fees? you have to no you have to pay to like be able to launch a rocket off your property or something like you have yeah to but like if you permit. crash does it count like I mean I think he's planning on coming back so I think he's gonna pay for it mm. no he's gonna be like I'm good for it I'm good for it don't worry. This is like, this has, uh, whatever. Let's <laughs> let us see. What, good luck to you, buddy. Good luck, Mister <laughs> with Mister Hughes. Yeah, good luck, Mister Hughes. Hughes. I uh, hopefully you God walk away from speed. this one with yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, Godspeed, sir. Any relation to Howard? We're Hughes? leaving on a jet plane. Don't know oh, when, when I'll, I'll be back, back again. again. His case never because he's gonna die. He's going down. Yeah. I don't think he's going to die, but he, yeah. he's going to hurt his back he again. He makes sure. it on 5,000 feet. He, he almost died last time, and then he's like, you know what? I, you know what? I made some miscalculations. I need to go bigger. <laughs> he's got airbags this time. Okay. He's got airbags. Need more, yeah. more, more rockets. Yeah, his, uh, he's in a Zorb ball this time. <laughs> this time he painted Zorb flames ball. on the side of his rocket, <laughs> so it goes faster. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Have you guys heard of uh, the Light Sail 2? I've heard oh, yeah. Oh, man. Ooh, New spacecraft, yes. which uses like a solar sail to bounce like sunlight off its mirrors, giving it propulsion through space. Right. And it can pretty much, they're saying like it can go. Theoretically. Theoretical, but it's being, no, it's being tested right now. Well, it's being tested because then it won't be a theory. I mean, you have to test it. It's being tested. It could go as fast as 3.6 million miles per day. It's been sec- successfully tested in Earth orbit, called Ooh, the Light Sail Two. How much? Three point six million miles per day, times that by sixty percent, or no, sixty percent was it? How many? What's one kilometer a day? That's twenty four hours. So one mile is one point six kilometers. So do, I don't know. Do the math there. I don't know what's that. Four point five million kilometers per day, something like that. Yeah, but like how like. Does that mean it get to the moon in like a day? Well, what's the moon? The moon's about 400,000 kilometers away, so it could get to the moon. But the thing with this is 
it's a slow acceleration. Like it starts going and then it keeps, right. it keeps it's accelerating. It's going to take a while oh. to get yeah. to full speed. But once it gets to full speed. five years to get to full speed or something? I don't know about 35 years, but like long, a long time, way more than a conventional rocket. But then once it gets going, it could just, like it's gone. Like it just keeps going that speed forever pretty much. So Woo. it's cool. Get it, get it out there. Light sail too. Um, SpaceX's Starship prototype could make its biggest hop yet this weekend. Uh, this is the uh, SpaceX Starhopper. Uh, it's planning a 600 to get 650 feet up. Um, it's basically a early test prototype of the company's Mars colonizing Starship vehicle. So uh, I don't really know. I didn't quite get it. I think it's just gonna like launch from like colony to colony when they first get up there. I uh, hold on. I found a lot. It's designed to help pave way for the hundred passenger Starship and super heavy the giant rocket that will loft loft the spaceship off Earth's surface. Starship will. F I, I don't really know. Like I don't really get what it does. It just hops. <laughs> I don't get it, but it looks sounds cool. I don't, I don't get it. It looks cool. I don't know. <laughs> I like it's cool. I like it. It looks cool. I'm all about it. I like this looks kind of cool. space news. They all thumbs no up. No idea what it is. It's a cool looking spaceship too. <laughs> Look it up. Star Hopper. Looks cool. real cool. Look it up. Okay, you you heard it first here. Hashtag Look it up. Star Hopper. Um, something smacked into Jupiter. Oh yeah. Uh, that was a cool one, hey? That was cool. August seventh, astronomers. Uh, saw something slamming into the gas giant. Um, so they got a good flash of it. Uh, impact just, well, I'm going to say just left of the, the red eye, but you don't really know way left. Um, pretty cool. Pretty, they got some photos of it and they got an animation of how fast the flash happened. Um, pretty cool stuff. Also, I was reading that the, the bright red, red spots kind of uh, shrinking, slowly dissipating. Yeah, yeah but it's going it's it's to shrink after like 50,000 years or something. It's going to go down by a little bit. That's what I think. Yeah. It's on its way out. Uh, last thing, uh, the Perseid meteor shower. Happening. Happening. It's um, going to, tonight's I think the biggest night. So those listening live, if you got on our Patreon, you can be listening live too. Uh, tonight's the night, a uh, dozen of shooting stars per hour. It's going to peak around midnight tonight. Hey, is this the meteor shower that Graham Hancock and co think is the source of all those giant fucking asteroids that kill earth? Or is that a different one? Well, there's a Perseid and what's the one in December? Uh, I'm not sure. Leonids. Yeah. I can't remember one of those, but that's like. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I can type fast enough to find it. Dan, you might have some good visibility according to the the visibility chart, but I think up in Canada here, where most of us aren't uh, gonna have a really good. Uh, we're in the poor visibility. I, I'm in the fair actually. I'm in the fair. Zell, you're in poor. Andrew, you're in poor. Dan, you're in. I don't really know where Virginia is, but I'm gonna guess you're in the fair zone too. Fair. Uh, what is it? The Leonid, the Leonid meteor showers happen every year in November. Those are the ones you're thinking of? I, I yeah, yeah, those yeah. are the ones. I, know, one, what, I don't know which ones are the killers, though. One of these showers, All though, they them. think that we pass through it twice a year, and that's the one that eventually... Because they keep, they've had, like, in the last couple months, they have two pretty good-sized meteors fly between Earth and the moon. 
We didn't. Yeah, and we I didn't thought about that. We never talked. And about we didn't that. see him. They just go whoop, zipping by, and they're like, "Holy shit, that could have been like a, a not a global killer, but like a state a city killer. killer, a good state or a small state killer, probably like upset all yeah, the, and that, the ecosystem or something to zip past between the moon and there. It's crazy. I remember I watched a little graph of like they have one of those like um, oh god, what's it called? Where it's like our um tracking us around the sun like the i don't know why the name's blanking me here uh what's it called when we rotate around the sun this like our solar system our orbit yeah it's (laughs) showing the moon orbiting the earth and then it shows this object like it tracks where this object came from and then it comes and you see like on the map on the map it just like flips right between the earth and the moon so close i was like oh i was like we didn't even know that was coming we didn't know we didn't. We didn't know till it passed. Hey, we were well, like, technically, technically, they actually knew about it. They knew about where it was, but by the time it, it was coming from a strange angle, they said it came from a real angle that put it like in between, like put it in front of Mars, so you couldn't really see it. They couldn't really see it or whatever. They said that you could actually see it with like a good enough like a backyard telescope. It wasn't that hard to, to spot. But it came in at a weird angle. By the time it got that that close, that you would have been like, "Oh, this is something we really have we we could kind of worry about." They were like, "Oh, it was already shooting by. It was you know things go fast." Yeah. Well, it's still we didn't know about it. Like, <laughs> had there been on a, you know, it's just scary to think that there's objects out there that we're like they could hit us, and we're like, ah, we won't know till a real. You know, whoops. I don't know. I I almost like it that way. I don't want to know. Just no. fucking hit us. And I, I, I don't think they'd tell you. No, just let Perfect. it fucking crash in like it's over. Know. Especially if it's going to be like, if you're living in, like it hits Canada, don't tell me. Yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> like if it's hitting West Coast Canada, just I want I want to look up and like, holy shit, there's a, something coming. Oh, oh, it's over. Oh, you got- yeah, you can only hope that if it's a planet killer, it smacks right into yeah, your, just, right on top of your just house. Just vaporize <laughs> me. Uh, vaporize it. I don't want, I, yeah, I don't want to deal with the fallout of like, yeah, the apocalypse after. I don't want to deal with the lead up. I remember I was, well, I'll say this for after hours. I, I watched a cool thing on the, on the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. Um, But why don't we get into, I got a UFO case for the week. If anyone has any other space news. No, that's it. Mm-mm. All right. So, uh, Cue up another fan submission. I know we've been getting tons of those. They've been getting filtered into the Randotron. Cue me up another uh, uh, fan submission. Fan submission. Okay, here we go. And thinking at it right now. Sending. You getting that? Oh, yeah. I got it. Sweet. Boom. Is it a long one? It's a long one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is from, again, uh, if you're writing in a story, you want me to use your name, uh, tell me at the preface it with, you can use my name or you can't. Uh, To be safe, if you don't say that, I'm not going to use your name. I'm just going to make up uh, names for you and then you'll know it's you. Uh, This story sent in by Mel B. That's a made up name, but that's the name I'm using. You'll know it's your story. Uh, Here we go. Small. This one's called White Orbs. Small town in Minnesota. Population, 800. Closest big town, 1,000 population. Was over 40 miles away. Both of those aren't big towns. (laughs) (laughs) They're both small town, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, 2015 summer, and we had just graduated high school, and I was moving to Oregon in less than a week or two. 
I was staying in my neighbor's farmhouse where they lived by giant fields for crops. It was around three in the morning and my best friend and I had been sitting at the lake just talking and reminiscing. We went our separate ways and drove home. She lives about seven miles from the farmhouse. When I got back to the farmhouse, I sat in my car for another 10 minutes or so on my phone before I headed inside and lost service. I stepped out of my car and something flies over my head. I duck and am crouching on the ground by my car. At first, I thought it was a peacock or rooster, the farmhouse, but when I look up, it's nothing at all farm-related. In the dark sky above me, about 10 to 15 feet away from me, are these white orbs. The only way I can describe these is from the Scooby-Doo movie when those floating heads shoot all over the place at that spooky island. I know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> so do I. It's a good, good description. Okay. Anyways, these white orbs are swooshing around me left and white. I grab my phone to call my friend I was just with. When I pick up my phone, she was already calling me. When I answered, she said she could see northern lights all over the place. It's all green and blue, she said. The white orbs were still swooshing all around me, and they were entering into a little hole in the sky that, when all the other white orbs went into the hole, it formed a perfect circle. And on the other side of the circle, where the orbs were entering, they disappeared out the other end, like as if they went into a portal or a loophole or something. To this day... I have no idea what it was, and I'm the type of person who stargazes, tries to take pictures of the moon, and instead I just walked. I'm the type of, tries to take pictures, of, and instead I just walked straight into the house and went to sleep. Didn't tell anyone anything for months, and just brushed it off as it must have been the Northern Lights. But since the incident, I have Googled and come to the conclusion that the inside of the Northern Lights look like lights touching down from the sky, and this was not that, not even close. I would love to know if anyone else has seen these or if anyone has some answer that can help me grasp what I saw five years ago. I retell this story so often and not a single detail flees my memory. Thanks for your time and I hope some of the other listeners might have had the same experiences I had. Oh, cool story. That's from Mel B. Mysterious orbs. That's cool. That's a cool story. Zipping around. Have some some sort of atmospheric anomaly. It's pretty, especially if you're seeing northern lights in Minnesota. That's not that doesn't happen all the time. No, it's crazy. I didn't know that uh, Mel yep. B lived in Minnesota. It's a pretty weird place for a Spice Girl to retire, but <laughs> pretty interesting. Yeah, well, that's cold cold winter, man. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's all I got for this. Um, oh no, we got some new Patreons. Got those queued up. Queue them up. Um. We got Hope Scott, uh, Kevin, Wyatt, Dengus Khan, Jay Peltier, Jay Kobe, uh, Peach Bree, Tim Griffith, Mitchell Robbins, Travis Stoico, uh, Joshua Martinez, and Dan. 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 Dan, are you supporting our own Patreon? I mean, yeah. (laughs) We couldn't give Dan the code, Um, so he had to buy his own way in. Yeah. Uh, I also had a couple five-star reviews. Should I read one of them? Yeah, get a couple in there. All right, hold on. It's always nice to hear nice things about us. uh, My page is reloading here. 
Reloading. Oh, lovely. Reloading. I'm only gonna read, only gonna read two today. Ooh. Two. A uh, great conspiracy theory podcast uh, from Samar Square from the United Kingdom. Always talk about great conspiracy and have loved listening to them for a year or two now. They are always full of laughs and make my traveling much more enjoyable as well as giving me great food for thought and have encouraged me to thoroughly keep my eyes on the skies. Oh, yeah. Uh, another five-star review. Eyes in the skies from Chive Got Flushed from the U.S. of A. Nothing like listening to Canadians cracking conspiracies and beers while driving around Oahu all day working, eh? Oh, dope. All right, right on. From Hawaii. 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 I think that's how I said it. I'm just... You got it. Maybe, what? Uh, making that up, but... Uh, Zell, you, you got any? Anyone want to read? Uh, no, those are, the, those are the newest ones. Let's leave it there. That sounds good. Uh, we got... Uh, this week... I'm changing. I never talked to you guys about it, but it's not Zell's, Zell's theorite of the week. It's now just theorite of the week. Anyone, anyone can say it. I'm not the only one who likes people on this podcast. Everyone likes them. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I'm forcing, I'm forcing Braden, I'm forcing Braden to like people. a couple people on the podcast. I like everybody, no matter gender, we race, all like everything. Everybody. Just want to make that clear. Andrew is completely accepting of everybody, every race, and everything. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Species, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Everything. Yeah. Any type of sentient being from any galaxy, any type. Andrew however, love them. Every anything. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Andrew loves them a lot, an inordinate amount sometimes. Andrew, you want to give theory of the week this week? Yeah, I want to throw out uh, theory of the week to our buddy Dill. Dill's been oh, brother Dill. Dill, he's been uh, he's been kind of uh, binging on the old episodes lately. He's hooked on them, and uh, he's a good buddy of ours. He's uh, gone through a lot of uh, interesting stuff stuff in life lately, and he's using us to kind of uh, you know what I mean, using us as a reprieve and enjoying. So I think it's pretty cool. A couple like a bad accident, a couple other things. And- the guy, honestly, he shouldn't be around, and he still is. It's kind of a miracle. No. Goddamn warrior. He- yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's. If there's any alpha males, he's an alpha male. <laughs> guys. You, he's just look at him. He's a fucking. Specimen. He's a beast. Yeah, he's an absolute beast. Can't, so uh, can't take him out. Brother Dill, hope you're uh, keeping it, taking her easy out there, bud. Cheers, brother. Miss you. Next time in Cologne, I'm gonna look you up. Fuck yeah. Uh, uh, anything else? No, I managed to do this whole episode without no one making fun of me without my tooth. It's because you look better. <laughs> it's way better. It's because you disabled the camera. Yeah, it's because you can't see you. We can't see you. That was all a ploy. That would have been the first thing we said. It was all a ploy. Yeah, was 100% instantly. That would have been, been the like first nice 20 minutes tooth. of the podcast. Yeah. Right, I'll tell you how I lost my tooth, but I'll tell you after hours here because we're running pretty long on this yeah. one. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the meteor that killed the dinosaurs and Zell's missing tooth. If you want to hear that, jump on our Patreon where you can hear all of our after hours and all of our extended content. Um, I think it's worth it. Uh, you get on for as little as one dollar a month. Hope so. Um, a super cool Discord server. There's lots of fun people in there, and it's always it's taken off. I, I'm always amazed at the amount of stuff that's in there. Shit's taken off. People it's fun. Oh my god, it is fun. Anyways, as we have to like to say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the sky. Peace. Peace.